Welcome back to the Rural EV Diaries. I am Ben. And I am Brent. And today we are going to jump right into it. And the question that we decided that we were going to tackle today is why would anyone choose an EV? Now I will tell you that Brent is really the one that prompted this question is, uh, is anyway, Brent <laughs> prompted this question. And the reason that I think this is such a valid question is, here we are, we're in small town America, we're, we don't have a, a lot of infrastructure when it comes to EVs, not yet anyway. We don't have a large scale adoption. And realistically, the mindset of the people in the area that we live are not really pro EVs. We've got a few people that are, are earlier adopters that, you know, they're, they're interested in the technology uh, or they're interested in the environment or whatever reason that they've chosen. But 99.9% .9 of the people where we live really are either don't have an opinion or apathetic don't really care and then you've got some people that are just you know it's the man trying to keep us down and they're they're uh, trying to ram it down our throat no, we've, we've got a handful of them. and to be fair it's a small percentage but you know there's idiots everywhere you go <laughs> all right that being said uh brent since you raised this question why don't uh, why don't you you jump into what you're thinking on this okay um it comes from a, a bunch of different places for me because whenever you look at new technology, the tendency is the early versions of that new technology are not going to be fully formed. So that's one thing that, that I look at. But as Ben and I have talked about before, I mean, this is an old technology, essentially. This goes back a, a pretty good ways, except... Uh, for somebody not kind of getting the bull by the horns and really saying, hey, I'm going to do this with, you know, I'm talking about Tesla. So whenever I look at things like that, I obviously am going to do, you know, a pros and cons list. Um, and I don't like that to be, I don't like to be influenced whatsoever. So what I'm saying is early on when this kind of stuff was happening, I'm going to dive in and do my own research and talk to as few people as possible because I don't want to be influenced. Because if you go to talk to a person that's got an EV right now, they are going to be 100% all in on it because, one, they don't probably want to admit they made a mistake <laughs> if they bought it and they don't like it. Right. And, and number two, they're already kind of all in before they ever purchase the thing. And then you don't want to go talk to all the people that are, you know, let's keep making as many dualies with diesel engines and v10s and 12s and all that stuff they're going to be already in the tank on that side so i like to start with my own question of if i was looking at this um, let's look at both sides of the coin and then let's see if we if we are led into a place where you need to take the next step of of 
checking them out. Okay, so let me interrupt before you go any further. You're saying having Will Ferrell in a commercial <laughs> is not going to influence you in any way, shape, or form. Will Ferrell would probably influence me for sure. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you right. got me there for sure. Right. Well, okay, good Good on Chevy for that. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, go ahead. So that's where we got into talking earlier about um, pros and cons. And so, again, and I don't mean to overcomplicate things, but this is really just kind of how my brain works. So I think that you've got several categories of these pros and cons. So I like to start at the most simplistic level and then go from there. And I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about now. And then there will be another level of pros and cons where you're kind of diving in deeper. Like you're really asking some deeper questions about the overall first order of pros and cons that you had. Right, right. All right. So, uh, you know, uh, let's let's just go ahead and dive in. Okay. So, so um, in your opinion, as a non-EV owner, because yeah, listen to me. Right. I, I own <laughs> right. Exactly. I'll, I'll tell you how awesome. Yeah. Are. Exactly. Um, what plus some of the pros that you say coming at it from a, a non EV owner perspective? Right. So the first pro is you just don't have to buy gasoline. I mean, that's the most glaring, obvious thing is you're not subject to the constant, you know, roller coaster of price. You don't have to pull in anywhere and wait because even in small town rural America, believe it or not, we have to wait for the gas pump usually. There's a couple people in line, you know, in front of us, and we have, you know, we live in a, it's not a tiny town. It's no, decent I mean, size. We've we got more than 37 people. Exactly. exactly. So you do. What, what is the population of London? I would guess around 10,000. Yeah, you? I would say. Inside the city limits. Inside, inside the city limits, the county's probably 56,000. That, that's what I would guess. 70. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. And, it, and we are in, a, in an area, for whatever reason right now, that, that's growing quite a bit. So, okay. um but I think that's the biggest pro. And then to piggyback off that, you've got, you know, you don't have to maintenance it or use oil of any kind. Petroleum is gone, essentially. And again, no matter what side of the fence you come down on, that is another expense and worry that you can just do away with. All right. So those are those were the three main ones. And then what I love about it is the high tech features, especially on the interior of the car and the high performance. I mean, you can go out right now and buy what essentially would be like the Toyota Corolla of EVs, and it will blow away probably um, a V6 Mustang, like the, like in performance of you know quarter miles and all that kind of stuff that the the gearheads are interested in. Like the performance is just off the charts. Right. So so from a pro perspective, those were the main top level ones that I could come up with. All right, and. Um, uh, yeah, those are, are definitely some good points. Uh, I do like the fact that I've, you know, where mine is technically a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got to make that distinction, you know. I, I do. It, well, the <laughs> state of California makes the distinction. Do they? And I think that's one of the reasons they discontinued the the, uh, the range extenders on the i3. Okay. Because I think that personally makes it the perfect EV. Right. I very rarely use it, but it comes in handy when I, when mm-hmm. I need to. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think I've spent, since I got the car in 2020, I may have spent $15 in mm-hmm. gas. 
but I'm down to, to half a tank yeah right now so i'm i'm probably gonna go put three or four gallons in it this afternoon right yeah so or, or not three or four gallons three or four dollars worth because <laughs> it's only got a three gallon tank right yeah uh, so anyway that might be up as much as six dollars i don't yeah it's yeah, hard I, to say I, yeah i'll use my my kroger points yeah there you go yeah i've gotten go. used to doing that it, uh, you pay i'm saving a lot of money that way yeah. all right let's let's uh let's talk about some of the cons. Okay. And uh, just just like I said, from your pointer's perspective. Okay. What are what are some of the cons you're seeing? So the biggest con to me that I see is battery life, and I'm not talking about range. Range is one thing. I'm not going to drive more than probably 150 miles, let alone 300, before I stop somewhere. You and I've had that conversation before. Right. Your bladder is going to get full quickly. So I'm going to stop way before the range becomes an issue. So my concern battery life-wise is how long is that battery, what's its life expectancy? And where is that going to put me at when I go to change this car and trade it in? What's the value of it going to be if the battery capacity is down so far that the new owner is going to have to replace all the batteries? Right. So that was the, the number one uh, con that I wanted to know about uh, that, that seems like a concern. Charging time. So when you are on these trips and you stop, am I going to have to spend the night? Am I going to have to stay five hours? Am I going to have to stay 30 minutes? That sort of thing. Uh, then you have the cost, obviously. With any new technology, the cost is really high unless you're smart like you were and you look into the used. Like There's a lot more options out there than going out and buying a brand new one. Right. And then um, the last one, and, and this was so funny, and I really want to get into this, whether it be this episode or the next one, is the safety-related issues. Because as soon as I mentioned that, you just about took care of all my concerns with that. Wow. So we 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 had we had yeah we had a good conversation about that. So, but those were probably, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, one, two. Yeah, I basically balanced them out. Five cons and five pros. All right. Well, that well that's good. <laughs> um, I know that uh, that we talked, uh, you know, about when you got new technology coming in, um, and we talked about the uh, the bands, mm -hmm. uh, how how California's committed to you know discontinuing uh, fossil fuel sales, right. vehicle sales. Yeah. Um, Let's, let's, let's hit on it. Let, I mean, we, we have a lot of conversations. We probably should just record every time we get together yeah. um, because so, some of the things that, that come up are just uh, just sort of eye-opening and revealing. Uh, that being said, all right, so uh, Brent made the point that when automobiles first came out, gasoline uh, engines, when Henry Ford came out with the assembly line, which really, he didn't invent the car, he just figured out how That's to mass right. produce it. I That's mean, right. Um, so, you know, cars had been around for a while, combustion engines had been around, and the next thing we do is the government decides we're going to ban horses. <laughs> which is... Which but that's not true. That's not, that's not a that's, fact. That's not true. But, uh, but we do have... Mm -hmm. um, you know, just states committed to it. And I, I, I mean, I understand they have reasons, um, if not this episode, another episode. Right. Um, and I think I can answer um, 
all your all your cons. But yeah. I mean, we got right. So, yeah. So yeah. Which is why, and, and so sometimes, like I'm big into this, like this is true in anything you get blinded by your own feeling of intelligence to a level so right. once you get your ev and you figure out okay how to, how it works and then you become the biggest salesman for it but it also creates a blind spot for you which is why i initially want to go in and be like okay let's hold off all the outside commentary and let me just see what i can come up with from a pros con right perspective right so and this is one of the reasons that that's Brits here is to balance me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Um, and keep in mind, too, I want to just say, our target audience for this, you know, you may be an EV owner. Um, I know that, that we had some, uh, from the statistics, we we had some people listening globally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, that's exciting. Most of our uh, listeners were in the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them are in states that are are more invested right. in EVs than we are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, <laughs> we're in Kentucky for goodness' sake. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just keep in mind that we're we're having this conversation because we want to impact our membership, the people, our friends and neighbors that we live around. We want them to see the pros and cons and weigh the pros and cons and not just be so narrow-minded and so so much tunnel vision that they're just going to dismiss EVs before they've even considered the the opportunity that they they provide. So that being said, uh, you know, we mentioned Will Ferrell. <laughs> I, I noticed, I, I don't watch TV. Uh, if I watch anything, I'm watching Netflix or, or Hulu or whatever. Uh, but uh, have been watching, obviously, football games because we're getting ready yeah, for super, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that being said, um, what I've found amazing is like every other commercial that is not a pharmaceutical commercial mm-hmm was a, a a car commercial for EVs, promoting EVs. Um, not once did I see a, a an oil company commercial. Nope. Uh, I remember growing up, though, you would have, you know, come to Shell for answer. Yep. You had uh, Exxon commercials. You had all the major oil-producing companies advertising on television. You don't see that anymore. But that's the sideline. All right, so... You've outlined your pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I think that I can address those pros and cons. Okay. All right. Now, for me personally, as an EV guy, mm-hmm. the reason that I decided to go with my EV was, um, and and just because I'm going to lay this out doesn't mean I'm discounting any other any other uh, reasons for people adopting EVs. These were my primary driving factor. Um, and it was price. It was simply the economics of it all. Right. When I realized that I could operate an EV for three cents a mile, mm-hmm. as opposed to the seven cents a mile that my Mini Cooper was costing me, it was just a no-brainer. Right. Okay. Then my my Mini Cooper was tragically taken out from under <laughs> me. 
And uh, so, you know, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on, on my BMW. Now, what I, I like about that is, well, not losing my car. I like that it, it gave me the experience and everything. And I, I do love my car. I miss my Cooper, but I do love my BMW. Right. Um, but economic-wise, I mean, that was my driving factor. I got it, bought it used off Carvana for cheaper than I could have got a new Mini. And that's uh, cheaper than I could have got a gasoline Mini. And the Mini E was due to come out in September of 2020. I was, I was hoping to wait on, on that, but fate being what it was. So what How old? What year is that car, the BMW? It's a 2017. Okay. And it's got just under 40,000 miles on it now. Or just over forty thousand. I don't know. It's 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 forty thousand. Give right, me back. Right. Um, you know our electric rates are stable. Now we do have some fluctuation, and we can get into this as well. But we do have some fluctuation up and down on um, surcharges, right? Uh, which cause the the it to look like the electric rate goes up or down. But no, our per kilowatt hour has not changed 2012 maybe um, does that sound right no, see that's before me we, we we had a rate case and i think we've adjusted member charges but i don't think the per kilowatt hour if anything it, the per kilowatt hour actually went down did it and but i think we flip-flopped and raised the the customer rate but yeah is a, is a don't make me, re, don't re, me. revenue neutral. It was revenue neutral. Uh, yeah. yeah, revenue neutral yeah. membership um, charge or something. And you know another reason, and I've mentioned this a time or two, is electricity is made here in America. Yeah, we don't import it. Yeah, see, and that that hits home with me big time too. Like that's gonna be, that's one of the bigger influences for me than anything to convert to this. Right, but I mean. But we do live in a global economy. Well, that's I mean, true too. I mean, a lot of a lot of the components, um, a lot of a lot of the stuff that that we use is now made in China. Right. Um, and now I'm in on the utility side. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have been outsourced. Uh, batteries going to EVs and Chinese. You know, they saw this coming and, and yep. they bought cobalt mines. Right. And, Yep. And I mean, so there is still a supply chain issue. Mm-hmm. We're still dependent on foreign entities for parts. Yep. But I, I don't know. It's Well, I mean, that's never going away, really. And I'm for the uh, helping each other out because you got to have to. It's like, you know, we, we don't have everything we need in the United States, nor does China or Russia or anywhere else. Right. So that's not going away. The key there is to, for everybody just to get along, you know. Right. And, and another thing is, I mean, um, I believe we've, we've got to do better with where our electricity comes from. Right. Uh, and this goes back into the environmental concerns. Right. Um, but, you know, I also grew up in coal country. Yeah. And uh, love it or hate it, it has got us up to mm-hmm. the point we are now. Yep. Now, um, does that mean that, that uh, I'm against renewables? Absolutely not. Right. Actually, if it was up to me, we would be nuclear because I think... Yeah, right. 
I, I really, but nobody wants nuclear in their backyard. That's uh, and right. then what do you do with the waste? Exactly. And and you know. Yep. But that's a that's another debate. We'll, we'll yep. save all that for right. another day. All right, well, guys, we're coming up on on twenty minutes, and so we've actually hashed this out a little bit longer than we had intended. But um, that being said, um, you know, let us know. If you drive an EV, why you chose an EV? I mean, there's a lot of valid reasons. Um, you know, I just I just laid mine out. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not saying that environment was not one of my reasons because I do believe in good stewardship right. Right. of the resources we have. Mm-hmm. However, it was strictly dollars and cents when it came to to doing what I did and choosing the EV. I, I chose and making the switch. And, and two, I, th- I think that that, sup- that would surprise um, listeners that are not already EV adopters, too, right. that the economic benefit outweighed anything right. once you crunch the number. All right. Guys, we're going to wrap this up. And like I said, we went a little bit long, longer than we intended, but uh, I hope you got a little bit out of it. I did uh, get my email account reactivated and uh, so right now if you want to contact us it's been at evdiaries.com or is it the ev diaries <laughs> oh man i don't even know um, i think it's been at evdiaries.com um, if i don't reply then then obviously it's not um, i'm still trying to get all the the social uh, accounts lined back out i think uh Instagram, you can probably find us there, which, uh, you know, Instagram's the, the only social media we really need. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being said, guys, just uh, remember the EV revolution is here. And like I said, I used to say buckle up, enjoy the ride or whatever. But, you know, we're looking at them. They're practical for small town America. Uh, and hopefully we can convince you of that. Yep. So until next time, thanks for listening.